Welcome to the IEEE Rebooting Computing Podcast, an IEEE Future Directions Digital Studio production. High performance computing is necessary, becoming more so as industries require performance beyond its current capabilities. Known as the fifth largest defense contractor in the world and employing more than 68,000 people worldwide, Northrop Grumman is an aerospace and defense technology company that has made a global impact within its industry and beyond. So how does this affect computing? At the 2016 IEEE International Conference on Rebooting Computing, we had the opportunity to talk with IEEE senior member Robert Voigt, product area architect for transformational computing with Northrop Grumman. Beyond academia, beyond just the research, our discussion with Mr. Voigt allows us to peer into how computing affects other industries, other business system corners, and other technology services. Northrop Grumman is utilizing computing in unique ways, with Mr. Voigt at the center of all the action. And we get to hear, from his point of view, why rebooting computing is necessary and what types of computing excite him the most. Join us on this unique podcast. The need for rebooting computing, I think, is really driven by the fact that the technology right, that we have today in the silicon semiconductor industry is reaching limits, and I think everybody's pretty much aware of that. And the real reason to start thinking about it is that it's going to take a while for, to, for us to actually do the rebooting of computing. And so we still have many years to ride the semiconductor industry uh, down to whatever 7 nanometer or whatever Intel has on their, on their roadmap. But we also know that there is an end, right? And then that, so that's, we need to start thinking about that now. The, well, the evolution, of course, has been, you know, for many, many years, really up until probably 10 years ago, we essentially rode the, the, uh, the clock frequency bandwagon where we would just dial up the clock and we'd get more performance. At the same time, we were increasing density and getting better performance out of the, compute, out of the computers. As we sort of start to see that slow down, we start to see that this parallelization. We've been able to take advantage of that in our industry because a lot of things that we do are highly parallelizable problems. And so that's actually worked well for us from a company's perspective and from our application's perspective. It doesn't really necessarily translate well very well to human in the way humans think, but but when you start to view your problem as a, you know, as a parallel problem, then you can take advantage of the, of the fact that now we're going like many cores. So we sort of have been able to take advantage of that up until this point in time. Everything we do really requires um, is computer-based. I mean, you know, we, we build sensors, for example, right, for radars and, and electro-optic sensors and things like that. Everything that comes out of that, all that raw data, we are able to build very sophisticated sensors, which requires a tremendous amount of compute, sometimes for us in very small space. So we have a lot of other constraints in terms of environmentals and you know, the size of the computing. But we also have our customer base really spans really from underwater to space and everything in between. So we look at, we also have the big data problems with some of our customers where we're trying to fill you know, a room of computers uh, to be able to crunch a large amount of data. And so anything that we can do to improve that you know, and certainly in the, in the future of computing, we need to, we think that's as important. The other part to this, and I'll just kind of throw this in there, is nobody really likes this term, but the Internet of Things is something that's sort of surrounding us, and it even, it even impacts even the defense industry. You start to look at the fact that in, the, in defense we would instrument pretty much every soldier, and now all they're really doing is providing more and more data that needs to be processed somewhere, right, and, and interpreted somewhere. So. Internet of Things really affects everybody, and I think that that's another part that we need to, the advances in computing to be able to take advantage of that. You know, I look across the, you know, the, the, 
the, the quantum uh, computing, the, the neuromorphic computing, and then there's the superconducting computing. And out of those three, um, at least the, the one that seems to have at least more excitement for me right uh, immediately is the superconducting side. Um, the superconducting computing is not, you know, we're not, we're not getting down into the you know, quantum entanglement and all, and all the quantum computing. I still think we have a ways to go before we understand how the brain works to be able to actually do a good job with neuromorphic computing. But superconducting, I think, is something that is going to help us bridge the gap between wherever we are today and where we want to go next. Thank you for listening to our interview with Robert Voigt. Discover more about the IEEE Rebooting Computing Initiative and listen to other podcasts in this series by visiting our web portal at rebootingcomputing.ieee.org.